It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Titans over the fucking... Uh, oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. You said no F-bombs. You said no F-bombs. Hey, you've already dropped three this... this we're, we're, we're two minutes in and that was your third one. You John. You know, there's no way in hell that I can leave that in, right? <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> and Rando. The dude's 45 years old today. I'm not going to say happy birthday to him because I hope he had a bad birthday. I hope he blew out a candle over an avocado and then didn't eat it. It's just miserable. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando here on a fine Tuesday evening this week getting ready for the draft. This will be a quick turnaround episode, but we got something interesting to talk about. Brandon, how are you doing? I'll Not too bad. Before I get right into spreadsheets here, like a total nerd. <laughs> it's a fun project that you do. I'm glad you did it again. It was interesting last year, but you know, I'll, I'll tease that there. It's it'll be. It's funny how math and theories come together, and it gives a purpose for Mel Kiper and all of his cohorts that make mock drafts, and we take a look at them and analyze them any way you want, but. I'm not doing too bad on this Tuesday's draft week. I, I'm a little bummed. I wish I could go to the draft. I know some of the Buffalo Rumblings folks, 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 some of the Buffalo Rumblings folks are headed down <laughs> to the draft <laughs> this weekend and and that'll be fun for them. But how about you? How are you doing this week? Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not traveling. <laughs> I'm totally honest. Traveling stresses me out sometimes. But yeah, good. I'm excited to watch the draft. I'm very excited not to be tracking an episode during it and then staying up until five in the morning to finish editing and post that. That, that was, was a long night. That was, that was like a level of fun last year. It was fun taping it. But yeah, never, never again. So it, it's good we're doing this before. I'm glad that we'll be able to talk about this spreadsheet because this was kind of cool last year what happened. I just like... You know, a couple of days before the draft last year, I was like, I wonder if there was a way that I could compile a bunch of mock draft data and figure out if there's any way that I could predict, like, who's most likely for the Bills to take just from a where have they been going in mock drafts kind of standpoint. So I did that last year. Lo and behold, we said that the most likely pick for the Buffalo Bills was Kyrie Elam. Ding, 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 ding. That ended up being the pick. Which was really cool that it popped out that way. And I take it as this, ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages, if you know how to work Excel, there's a future for you anywhere, in any industry, whatever your passions may be. If you get good at Excel, it can do things for you. And if you put the right numbers in like Johnny does, beautiful things can happen. Like the Bills drafting Kyrie Elam last year. You may even find yourself on a mildly successful regional sports niche podcast one day. (laughs) That is, that is also one thing that you can do with Excel skills. But anyway, it was interesting because I tried to, so I, I just basically copied the spreadsheet from last year, took out all the names, took out all the draft picks and I used the same mock drafters plus one extra one that I added in this year because I wanted to keep it pretty similar. I was like, okay, if it worked last year, I want to do the same exact thing. All right. Two questions for you, John. Yeah, yeah, sure. To preface what you did. How did you, like you said, you cleared everything last year and now you're putting new things in this year. How did you get your data to make the sheet to begin with, right? What did you take? What were your cues? What was your research on? 
this will all be on Twitter if you want to see it, by the way, and on all of our social media and maybe even on Buffalo Rumblings website if I can get an article in in time. But basically on the horizontal axis, we have a bunch of mock drafts, right? So we have Vinny Iver, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Kuyper and McShay together, Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, Dane Brugler, Peter King, Brendan Donahue. And then we have three mock draft simulators. So it's the Draft Network simulator, the PFF sim, and the PFN sim. And so I just ran those with default values. It spit out the first two rounds for me, and I used that data um, to compile picks. So I have a bunch of players listed. We started with the players that are predicted to go fairly high that the Bills have met with so far. Those players, any player that was taken by the Bills in any of these mock drafts, that was a player column. And then, and then some. So I've got, let's see, like 20, 22 players on here. And we'll get to all of them at some point because I'll go all the way through the list when we get to it. I think you got, yeah, 23 players on here. 23? Thank you for counting. I didn't want to go all the way across here. The vertical columns are in no, letters. That's 25. So sorry, I didn't, no, I didn't have a... 25? That's 26 minus 2, 24. Good Lord. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I did more players than last year even too. I, I, I didn't want to miss the player because... The, the surefire way for this to fail is for the player that they select to not have been on the Excel sheet in the first place. That's you also not did what, a good job, sorry, of a diversification of positions of these guys. There's, It's not like the only, I think the only one that is a single player in a position group is the safety. Yep. But that's, that's what Brian Branch. But other than that, I mean... It's not like we have a huge need for safety anyways, but yeah, just to cover the bases too. I mean, I could see him taking the the more I was like, no, they're not going to take a tight end. Like, I don't know who knows. There's some really uh, good tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've got all those players on the horizontal axis, all the mock drafts, and then notated are the position at which they were taken in each corresponding mock draft. So for example, let's do Bijan Robinson. Hot topic of conversation, the running back. <laughs> Let me find him on here. Bijan Robinson. So in Vinny Ivers' mock draft, he was taken at 18. By the way, popular pick to go at 18 to the Lions. That was a reoccurring theme. I think he was taken more at a single position in mock drafts than any other player. Wow. So uh, look I out see for that, that on I guess. here. What, one, two, three, four, four picks. Yeah. And so anyway, the number of the pick is listed on there. The square shows up red if they are not available by pick 27. So if the value is less than 27, shows up red. If the value is 27, it shows up yellow on the spreadsheet. That means they were selected at the Bills pick in this mock draft. And then green is available at 27. Now, there are a bunch of blank squares on here, too, that are green because players might not have made it into a mock draft. So a lot of these mock drafts are only one round, and a lot of the players that the Bills are looking at didn't necessarily make it into the first round mock. So those values don't count for or against the formula. They're just blank, basically. But they show up green because that player would be available at 27, which is a contributing factor to that. But it doesn't help their median draft position. Anyway, so I guess that's a good segue into the next thing. Hopefully I'm not losing everybody at this point because we're getting real nerdy here. Well, the median draft position is interesting because I'm looking through here. And I see, and I'm looking to see because if I, the, the thing that scares me is I don't want to have such a huge discrepancy. So I'm looking at like Maze Smith on your chart here. 
and Daniel Jeremiah has him picked to 26 to the Bills, but we are the highest pick for that player, right? So it's not like he's mocked to go 12 or 19 or 22. His first number here is 26, and then the highest number, what we got him draft network has him going 62nd. That's a big range, I think. It's not like where you have, you know, you look at B. John Robinson's tight spread. It's like, well, 8 to 26. That's his range of slots yeah. average drafted. And, and I feel like that kind of might indicate there, maybe that scares you away from a prospect or something like that. Well, there are certainly differing ranges of players being picked. There, there are some very wide ranges. I mean, there's like players that, are going in the first round versus the third round in this. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a crapshoot. I tried, I used median instead of average in this sense to help negate outliers because I'm only using at most 12 data points for each player, which is not a lot. So by using median, that's a, a good way to try to get the, the outliers. I could have done average by, and then mixing the two outliers on it too. But I, again, a lot of these players were only picked in one or two of these mock drafts. Yeah. And the way the formula sets up, those players are not necessarily rewarded for that. But it's funny you say that too, because I'm looking back at last year's spreadsheet and it did pick out Kyer Elam. Kyer Elam was only picked at or below 25 by the draft network mock draft machine, was not taken in the first round of a lot of these and his median draft position was 30, which was behind the bills and they traded up to get him too. So again, this is a crapshoot, but apparently it spit out the, la- the right thing last year. So <laughs> we're just going to try it again and see how it goes. So anyway, I, I took all these numbers again. We we've been talking about median draft position, that median value contributes to half of the formula that I'm, I'm kind of putting in. Half of the formula is median draft position. Half of the formula is percentage available at 27. And I did some things to get these values to a certain number, particularly like percentage I converted to a decimal. So zero to one, were they available 100% of the time? That's a value of one. Were they available 0% of the time? That's a zero. And then I inverse that as well because we want the values going in the same direction. Median draft position convert, I converted that to a decimal divided it by 32. So a median draft position of 32 would be a one value, whereas higher draft position would convert to a lower number in decimal form. But that kind of equally weights these two things because they would typically be a value between zero and one. Obviously with the second one, it could be over one if your median draft position is beyond the first round, if that makes sense. So all we have to do is add those two numbers together. They're both typically between zero and one. And then it spits out a number that's totally arbitrary, but we can sort everybody by that number. And the lowest number on this silly spreadsheet is, quote unquote, most likely to be drafted by the Buffalo Bills. So, John, sorry sorry to cut you off. Here's what I, the way that I'm I'm looking at the list right now, and I think we should tease it. Don't just jump to number one. I think we got to do top five and maybe like one, two, three, four, five, like notables that aren't in the top five on what what you're thinking spit out okay i like yeah let's let's take a look at some notables i mean i know you've looked at the list so you might have different opinions than me but let, let's start with who's not in the top five well let's go to dead last first and it's running back keandre miller and tight end luke shunamaker 
which is interesting because what they just had Luke Schumacher in for a visit the other day, but they're they're not really even close to the next two. You kind of have a spread that is tight, but Keandre Miller scored two point eight, and the next closest is two point five to two point three, and like and then it goes like two point zero, two point zero, and so on. So these two are way out of the red or way into the red as you have labeled on your and and for different reasons as well interestingly enough luke luke schumacher was only taken in one of these drafts at pick 81 in the three round by kuiper and mcshay okay and there's one other factor that can make sure that you have a low grade so i'm hopping up the spreadsheet here a little bit but a good example is a guy that we'd really love to draft i feel like across the across the franchise jackson smith and jigba he is not available at 27 in any of these mock drafts plus the simulations that I ran. Yeah. So that across the board, a value of that'd be a higher value in this sense that led to him being, let's see, do I have this list numbered? Yes. Do you want to know what number he's ranked? Yes. I think he's 10th or 11th on your list. 11th. Yeah. Well, it's 10th so, because you got a drop. You have a drop down from the top. Right, right. But and even looking at his chart information, the high, the longest he falls is to 21st, and that's Vinny Iyer's mock draft. And the highest Correct. he goes is 10th. So he's going between 10 and 20. You know, the Bills yeah. would have to jump 10 spots minimum. Even here, he goes 17th, 18th. But a lot of these are the earlys: 11, 12, 12, 11, 12, 20, 17, 12, 18, 10, 13. So. It, you're going to have to make a big jump up if you want an opportunity to even select Jackson Smith and Jigba. Interesting other things too. Jackson Smith and Jigba is still a more likely pick than Zay Flowers, which yes. I would I would not have thought that that. Also, Jordan Addison right next to Zay Flowers. Well, and so. then go to B. John Robinson. That was going to be my first takeaway is if you take a look at these notable names right here in the middle between the, the, Smith the, and the Jigba, middle. Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and B. John Robinson between 12th and 16th that's a those are big names hammered in the middle here of fading away the chances to be drafted by our team yeah and you can hope that somebody one of those guys falls to you i did see a mock draft that had jackson smith and jigba falling to the bills i would be amazed if if that was the case but i also have well I, let's let's hop to the top 5 because we're getting pretty far into this episode already and we don't want to keep them waiting anyway do you want to do you want to read them number five to number one sure we'll do number, a, we'll do number drum, five drum roll brian Breesy, defensive line number four which is tease number one the only offensive player on this list wide receiver josh downs number three coming in at linebacker drew sanders Coming in at number two, Michigan man. And we talked about him last week on the pod. Maze Smith, defensive tackle. And number one, something you might not have thought. Sleeper, linebacker, Trenton Simpson at 1.0104. There it is. I mean, we felt it. We kind of felt like this when we pulled Kyrie Elam's name out, right? Before they drafted him. Yeah, I, I remember saying, who's that guy? Exactly. Yeah, we didn't really know who he was. Andrew Booth was the guy that supposedly was going to be the fit there. And he was most often drafted by the Bills at, at pick 25 in mock yeah. drafts. So interesting. Take take with that as you will. And again, this is not taking into account needs 
not taking account preferences. This is just a data spit out, basically. So, so let me let me read you Trenton Simpson's scouting profile from NFL.com. They have it up here. His prospect file, prospect profile. He's 6'2", 235. Went to Clemson. His 40-yard dash is 443, which is blazing, right? That's a fast 40 time. He is weak side linebacker, heavily fast, right? He, heavily fast doesn't make sense, but this guy's got speed. He played inside linebacker in 2022, but he kind of struggled with average play recognition and lack of patience. He can play run and hit football with high speeds playing outside, cutting back. The arm tackles has been a negative for him, which is something Bill's defense needs to just get rid of altogether. Better pursuit angles, which is another negative of our defense. But he's a premium athlete, capable of squeezing routes from zone and attacking the pocket as a blitzer. And it says he projects to be a average starter eventually with a 6.24 prospect grade. And if you compare that to, you know, I, I had pulled Maze Smith's last week, but another guy like Drew Sanders, draft profile. It's interesting because just Drew Sanders is bigger by about an inch. He's 6'4", 235. But just even looking in their prospect grades, Drew Sanders is 6.5 and he has boom or bust potential. And they say that there's you know more value to drafting him as a pass rusher than a linebacker. And then you get into... Jack Campbell, it's like, which linebacker do you want? Because, I mean, I don't even see the effect. I didn't, I didn't do Jack Campbell on this list, too, so that's that's notable. I don't think that he was projected to go in a lot of these mock drafts. Well, that's um, what I was going to say is I haven't seen him mock to the Bills at all recently. It's just been – he's kind of gone silent. His name's gone silent, and you kind of wonder what's happening like around this time of year between the media and the scouts and the games that everybody plays – are they blowing smoke? Is this real? Somebody yeah. like that. I don't know. That's interesting. Another interesting way that I broke it down <laughs> was by position. Yes. So yeah. most likely to be drafted by defensive line, that would be Maze Smith. Linebacker would obviously be Trenton Simpson. Offensive line, Steve Avila. Let's see how far he is. He's number eight on the list overall. Tight end, Luke Musgrave. He was at number 10 overall. Running back, most likely is Bijan Robinson, if they are going to draft a running back. Uh, wide receiver. This is interesting to me too. Josh Downs came out as the highest, as the most likely drafted wide receiver. And I think that has a lot to do with his availability, which is a lot higher than these other guys. Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnson in vast majority of mock drafts were all not available at pick 25. I'm sorry, pick 27. Yeah. So I think he'd be a reach. I like him, he, but I think he would be a reach too. And I have some other predictions too that we'll get to. And maybe this is a good time for this. Anyway, these are these are some subjective things that I took from this data. I separated this by most likely if pick if the bills stay at 27, most likely if the bills trade up, and most likely if the bills trade down. Kind of based on this data, didn't really do this scientifically, but just what I'm thinking. I, I have two players for each category. So most likely pick if the Bills stay at 27. I'm okay saying Trenton Simpson right now. Kyer Elam seemed like a reach. I don't know if Brandon Bean ha- has learned from doing the defensive reach thing because he's, you know, they have higher grades on certain players than are usually mocked. You know, we would consider them a reach for, for Kyler Elam, but he might have 
been higher graded by NFL scouts than than we would. So who knows if they'll change that or if they'll just until they change that. I just have to go with what they've done so far. Drew Sanders is another pick. If they stay at 27, that might be a possibility. But I think he's also likely if they trade down. Most likely if they trade down, mo- my first pick for this is Josh Downs, like you said. Yeah. He'd be a reach at 27. If they trade back like 10, 12 spots, I think that'd be a perfect spot to take Josh Downs, pick up an extra mid-round pick or a day two pick even, possibly at that spot. I like the idea of trading down. I saw the mock of swapping with the Cardinals to take their second round pick as an extra second round pick and give them our first and take DeAndre Hopkins. I like that a lot. I don't know how realistic that is. We'll see. Maybe you throw in something else. I don't know if that's enough to get it done. Whatever. Whoever came up with that. I think Matt Perino was in that draft. It was something interesting. But if you can find a way to get that extra second round pick, then you're looking at a couple of guys. You could take a guy like Campbell in the second round, Sanders in the second round, Downs in the second round. But then you're looking at getting two of those guys. So you could get two impact players. And if you made the player for pick, movement you like you get three impact players for the value of what one pick two picks just moving around a little bit so that would be a way to really impact our roster yeah and the question being are we still cursed with second round picks here because you know we (laughs) haven't historically been too good with those so hopefully those would be the ones that hit in that case but anyway just to finish this up i think the most likely scenario if the bills trade up they're going to get Zay Flowers. I you think, think that that, trade up for Zay Flowers and not Jackson Smith and Jigba? I don't think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to make it past 17. So it's a possibility. I, I put it right up there. Also, Quentin Johnson, maybe. he's He might be the one who slips. I, it's interesting to see how these wide receivers will go. I think that out of those three, if any of them slip to pick 24, I think that they'll trade up for them. So how how far do you think Jackson Smith and Jigman needs to fall for the Bills to trade up? Because I'm thinking if he's on the board at 12, 13, or 14, the Bills are on the phone. I mean, they might try, but that's a lot of picks to trade up. I mean, you're you're looking at, I don't have the values memorized for that, but you might be looking at a first next year, which I I think think is is off the table. I I just want to see the order of draft. So who, who in that middle round would you even call? Right, who's got to in with the Bills? I don't know. It could be, could be anybody. You can just go down the rabbit hole on that. Uh, yeah, as I'm soon looking. as you start doing trades, because <laughs> Green Bay's in the middle of the first round. Washington, Ron Rivera at 16, maybe. I don't know Pittsburgh and Mr. Mike Tomlin, but they could also use a non, a young receiver. I don't know. It's yeah, tricky. I think that I think they're going to take a, a wide receiver with their pick. Well, and then you could say the same thing with the Giants if you're trying to jump the Cowboys because Cowboys could use all these teams could use a receiver. But if you're yeah, trying exactly. to move up into the 20s, Baltimore can use one. Chargers could use one. Seattle, everybody here could use a receiver. Who am I saying? So moving up, moving up might be tricky. Yeah, but I guess we'll see. I, I personally would love to trade back, but again, you have to find a trade partner to do that in the first place. You can't just arbitrarily trade back. So, All right, right now, uh, final thing, if that's what you want to do. Final thing. Well, you, well we actually, we still got to get a break in and do the chat GPT prediction. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, we'll, do, yeah, yeah. we'll do our final predictions at the end of the show, right before we quit. Okay, sounds good. All right, we'll be right back after this. We asked chat GPT what it thought about the Bills draft, so stick around for that. We'll be right back. 
The next thing that I did that we didn't do last year because I had no idea ChatGPT was a thing. Last it year. didn't exist for us common folk here on Earth. Right, right. Yeah. You advanced nerds out there. We're just amateur nerds. You probably knew about it. So anyway, long story short, I'm going to cut to the chase on this one. I gave it all the data that I have, not my formulas or anything like just the just the raw data, comma separated values, basically, so it could interpret it, told it to act as a data analyst, told me it couldn't, gaslighted it a little bit, and it did, which is hilarious that you can do that to AIs. It used, I asked it what method it would recommend to try to predict who was likely to get picked to 27. And it did a slightly different method. So its method was, let's see if I can summarize this pretty quickly. Okay, calculate the average pick number for each player. Calculate the standard deviation for each player's pick number to understand the variability in their draft position. Assign a proximity score to each player based on the absolute difference between their average pick number and the Buffalo Bills pick number at 27. The lower the proximity score, the closer the player's average pick is to 27. And then rank the players based on their proximity score with the lowest score indicating the highest likelihood of being drafted at pick 27. In case of ties and proximity score, you can use the standard deviation as a secondary fact, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so after a little bit of, again, gaslighting, it told me as an AI language model, I am not you know, equipped to do spreadsheet calculations. And I said, you, you can do it basically. And it, it did, it outputted a nice little chart for me and then created an, a list in ascending order of all these players, just like I did on the back end. So do you want to hear this list? Yes. What did chat GPT give you? All right. Do you want to go? Let's give see. me five to one again. If they give five, you five to one. Numbers. Okay. Number yeah. five, Brian Branch. Number four, Michael Meyer, a tight end. Number three, Luke Musgrave, a tight end. Number two, Trenton Simpson. That's a, that's a consistent there. Yep. And then number one, Brian Breesey. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. interesting. Where did Brian Breesey end up on our other chart here? Brian Breesey is sixth. Sixth? Okay. No, one, two, three, four. He's fifth. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Again, moved it down. Yes. I, I had that. a full title cell. <laughs> Jackson Smith and Jigba at number seven. Quentin Johnson at number six. Jordan Addison at <clears throat> at number eight. Bijan Robinson at number 10. And down at the least likelies, we have Tank Dell, Jervon Dexter, and Keandre Miller. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Do you want me to read you Brian Breesey's scouting report? I would like that. Very All right. Much. Real quick. His prospect grade, 6.35, will eventually be a plus starter. He's six foot five, 298 pounds, big boy. He was the nation's top recruit in 2020 as a high school player. And he's a round two projection. NFL comparison is Grover Stewart. He's an in athletic interior tackle, plays with a strong desire to get past the man in front of him. He rarely gets locked up in long blocking assignments and possesses a deep anchor to battle double teams. He operates good hand fights and puts pressure on blockers, but lacks the rush sophistication and shed tackling technique to make more plays in the backfield. If he can stay healthy and gain the experience, he should continue to progress at his position and become a strong run defender with ability to disrupt the pocket within the first few NFL seasons. But his college production doesn't jump off the page. Average tackle maker, unable to flip his hips and get skinny around the edge. And he's coming off a torn 
ACL tear in September 21 and shoulder surgery in January of 2022. Ooh, lots of red flags there. Would you be happy with him as your pick if you're the Bills? Would you be know. happy? I, I need I need more time guys? to think about that. I I don't think so. I, I don't mean, think so either. I'd be upset I, if I be, I believe in the draft. I want a weapon. Sad. I I want a weapon. Yeah. Even if there's a glaring hole at linebacker, I want a weapon. I mean, I don't think a Tyrell Dotson gets you through the year, but who knows? I, honestly, yeah, Balen Specter. Trenton Simpson sounds a little bit redundant to what they have at linebacker, doesn't it? Yeah, and plus his his strengths are the same strengths that you know Milano. Don't and breathe Milano. Oh, it's like do not put Milano in the same tier as these guys. These strengths. Matt, Matt Milano is all pro. If one of these players even sniffs the success. I'm just saying of similar, Milano, similar. Like you know. Yes, he's not a. They're not six foot seven running freaks up the middle of the field or some blitz. Like you know, Sanders is a blitzing guy. He would be the one that's different. That right. I do like that pick. That would be opposite of the mold maybe do something different that you haven't always done because you haven't gotten the results that you want but yeah i agree sorry I, i'm just busting your chops no you're good you are I love totally my guy, good maddie milano drew sanders was mocked to the bills in two of these mock drafts yeah so if that's any indication i think that's a good possibility too i like him okay uh, so, so so brandon's predi- prediction are you predicting drew sanders no i will give you my prediction right uh-huh. here prediction buffalo bills draft pick in the first round or in the second round, their first player off the board, even if they move, their pick will be Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. He's what they want. He, they, he can play all over. He's a good separator, good route runner. I talked about him last week on the pod. He would be great under Stefan Diggs. And I think he's got good potential to develop his skills. Whereas, you know, Josh Downs is really small. He might have trouble if he projects as a slot starter. I think Jordan Addison projects as a one receiver on the outside, move him around. His ceiling's higher. And I think Brandon Bean will see that. So give me Jordan Addison, wide receiver, Buffalo Bills. That's my prediction. What about you? Nice. Jordan Addison, for what it's worth, was mocked to the Bills in one mock draft and only made it to the Bills in one other mock draft where he fell to 32 in the Draft Network mock draft simulator. Wow. So he's been taken before the Bills Consistently taken... But oh. usually in in the low twenties, yeah, in the low twenties. So definitely a trade up option, possibly if he falls. But there's yeah. so many of these wide receivers that if they, if they all go first, then then he might be the guy who falls. I I like that pick. I would be that's who I would be the most happy with. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, barring barring Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? I was just reading who's going to be gone. I was going to read his profile too to make it like a pipe dream, but I'm kind of disappointed the more that I learn about him. For him being the top wide receiver weapon available, it just you hear media say it throughout the league. The front office are saying this is a down receiver class, and for him to be the number one guy but only really project as like a Jarvis Landry type player. It's just a little disappointing for me to spend that asset on him. So somebody, you know, Steph Diggs was his fifth round pick, but he had the separation. He had the hands. He had traits that he could develop. I don't know. Jackson Smith and Jigma seems to see like he plugs in and he plays and he plays like Braxton Berrios. You know, he he's just one of these slot guys. Not, you know, nothing game breaking, but the way like Marvin Harrison next year, junior is going to be like, rated like 9.6 on the prospect scale and Garrett Wilson was ranked like 9.2 on the prospect scale and you know Justin Jefferson all these guys 
It just seems to be a down year for wide receiver, which is another reason why you might see him slide if GMs say, yeah, you know, maybe I won't be the first guy to take one and maybe I can sneak my way around to move up when it's time I think they might go or you just see a rush on them because there's such a need for them. I don't know. It's intriguing, but that's why we tune in. I love it, dude. That was very well summed up. <laughs> I already kind of gave my most likelies. I'll kind of list them out when we tweet this. No, yeah, not your most like- likely. You, John, tell me your prediction right now. What do they do? You're on the clock. What, what do they do? I, I I feel like they're going to go with Drew Sanders. Yeah. Probably. Okay. I, I think that that's kind of where my head goes to. I don't think I'd be, that wouldn't be my favorite thing, but I think that they're going to do it. And I don't think it makes sense to replace your first round linebacker because you didn't want to pay him with another first round linebacker, except for I get the contract, but yeah, you're taking a chance on another guy. Um, but Drew Sanders, his, his chart looks a lot like Kyer Elam's did last year. Yeah. I think if you take Drew Sanders, you're not trying to replace Tremaine Edmonds. You're kind of expecting, you're adding a Lorenzo Alexander. That's what you want Drew Sanders to top out as. Double-digit sack guy, can cover if needed, a good, strong presence in the middle of the defense. You let Matt Milano do the coverage. You let Jordan Poyer do coverage. You let this strong secondary do coverage, but you let an athlete like Drew Sanders play everywhere. I mean, the guy's kind of an athletic freak, isn't he? He's what? 6'4", 235, big, big guy, boomer bust potential, as they say. But you kind of let him be him. You don't force him to be Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. But I like it. I'm, I'm writing down your pick so I don't forget this when I tweet it. <laughs> Jordan Addison. I got it. But I'd be happy with either one of those guys. I'd be more happy with the weapon. But I like oh, Drew always, Sanders. Always. Offensive league, we... As Don Granato would say, you know, this is entertainment. We want it to be entertaining. You know, we also want them to win. So yes. we value that too. But anyway, that's going to do it for this. Unfortunately, not no longer brief episode, <laughs> but you guys know where to find us on Twitter and TikTok at not buff podcast. Again, still working on the Instagram. We'll have that up soon. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this little exercise. If you guys have your projected picks, feel free to tweet them at us or whatever you want to do. But Until then, we'll probably be back next week. Enjoy the draft. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills.